I'd like to give a big shout out to the Hoodoo Gurus who have given us permission to use part of their song, That's My Team, as our new podcast episode intro for all of their music. And whenever they are going live or performing live, head to their Facebook and their Instagram. The links will be in the description below. Be sure to give them a like and a follow as well on Facebook and Instagram. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Final Tackle Podcast and we've got a very special guest. He actually is one of the co-hosts of Rabbitohs Radio Podcast. Be sure to go and check that out on Facebook, uh, Instagram, Spotify, Google Podcasts, anywhere you can find a podcast, it's on there. He's actually, in my opinion, a Rabbitohs legend. His name is Steve. I'm probably going to butcher it. Maven, it's probably Maven. How's it going, mate? Thank you for joining us here. G'day, buddy. Yeah, it is Maven. But Maven. It's all right. Okay, yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> no, that's good stuff. Um, so let's get stuck into it. Really, um, you made your debut for the Rabbitohs in 1987. Uh, being a bloke from the Botany Bay area, what was it like growing up? And did, what team did you follow? And what was it like pulling on the, um, you know, for lack of a better term, the Bunnies colours for the first time? That was a dream come true to play for the Bunnies. I grew up in Botany, as you said, played for the Botany Rams and always followed the Rabbits. Mm-hmm. And so to finally get a start, realise the dream, just coming through in the junior rep teams and watching the Bunnies at Redfern Oval as a kid. I used to go there with my dad and my, my mum and dad and my brother. and We had some lean years growing up but to finally get there and then we started winning a few games made the semis a few times yeah it was good yeah nice um and obviously you said you're from like we've mentioned you're a botany rams um botany rams kid sort of thing um do you think the coaches when you were a kid had an impact on the player that you became in first grade um yes i think they did i was just lucky to come into a Pretty good South Sydney side. Okay, yeah. Phil Blake, yep. yeah. Phil Blake made his debut the year I came in, and we had a great forward pack, the likes of Ian Roberts, oh. Les Davidson, Mario Fenix, oh. David Boyle. Mate, so we had an awesome goosebumps, pack. Yeah. Goosebumps right there. Goosebumps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, we had Tucker Coleman, and we had some good backs as well. So, the Graham Lyons come in a bit later. and But, yeah, so it was just awesome to come into this team. I was a 19-year-old kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A speedster, honestly, is what you were. You were so fast. Sorry, continue. That's all right. Oh, well, yeah, I was always quick. I, was like, I used to love the sprinting races at school and mm-hmm. go to the state carnival and all that. Oh, yep. So, yeah, I used to love sprinting and running. But I was a forward when I was young. I played in the front row, mm-hmm. and and I was always a big kid, so they were never going to put me out in the backs. But I was always sort of a fast forward and used to love running the ball and tuck it under the arm and run and... Not very often pass it, just... Just run it, and run, run it and hit people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> run either around them or, or over the top, whatever was appropriate <laughs> at the time. Yeah. No, that's honestly so awesome. Sorry, continue. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that, that's it. And uh, we just... We, we, George Piggins was the coach when I was there and, and he had a simple philosophy of just hold the ball, kick to the corners mm-hmm. and chase and tackle. And it, it, it worked for us. My debut, we played in 87. We played the Steelers and we got hammered by them. It was a bit unfortunate, really. And But 
luckily we ended up making the semi-finals that year and unfortunately it didn't end well for me or the team mm, but yeah we, we didn't start well but we yeah we we made a playoff to fifth and end up beating Canberra in that sudden death final yes and um obviously speaking of that final that kind of perfectly tangents into the next topic I personally, and I know quite a few um, friends who are fans of the Rabbitohs, believe that you personally were um, not necessarily ostracised, but um, victimised as the reason the Rabbitohs lost that final. I personally don't see it. I, I don't get me wrong. I wasn't alive when it when the game happened. I have watched the game as a kid and as an adult, and I personally don't believe it was just you and you're doing I believe it was unfortunately obviously a team has to lose and unfortunately I just think it was the the team's effort for lack of a better term not one individual um but the media sort of made it out around the time from what I'm led to believe that it was you and maybe one or two other players um faults or whatever could you talk to us about what that was like because I can imagine it it was very demoralizing for you if possible yeah, it wasn't good. I didn't play well, obviously. I, it was a terrible start. I, I dropped a few footies and the Raiders piled the points on early. So I didn't help. So I, I do sit, a lot of the blame does sit with me. But the, way, the story I tell is that I scored a few tries. I was a leading try scorer for South that year in 87. Yep. And yeah, so I helped sure. us get there. I helped us get to the finals Definitely. at one point. And, and I played every game in the centres. So... What happened was Ross Harrington, our winger, got injured, mm. and we needed someone to we needed someone to go onto the wing. And so you were playing out of position was, as well. Yeah, well, I'd never played wing before then, and um, it was just unfortunate the the way it happened. But you know, I, sh- I should have played better, and I didn't. And um, yeah, that's just the way it went down. That's fair enough. Unfortunately, yeah. So, yeah, so, so sorry to make you, for lack of a better term, relive that. I was just wondering about the man behind the moment sort of thing. Yeah, well, it wasn't good for me, but I still played another six seasons of first grade after that. In exactly. 89, we in 89 we bounced back, and I played a lot of centre again that year, and we were minor premiers by five points, and that's oh, another wow. heartbreaking... There's another heartbreaking way to go out. We had two chances to make the grand final, but we were beaten by the Tigers and then the Raiders again. Mm-hmm. And I suppose in, in 87, that Raiders team was on the verge of becoming a great side. Oh, for sure. They, you know, they were just beaten by Manly in the grand final. Mm-hmm. And then they went on to obviously be the, the green machine that we all know. Oh, for sure. Uh, they, they had some great players and they had the great Peter Jackson in that yes, side. And they sure did. I, I like to tell the story that after that game when he kicked me those footballs and I dropped them and I got replaced, yep. that I used to... I used to hate Peter Jackson. I used to think he was, you know, <laughs> was, I was off him. But then I finally met him you know, years later, and it turns out he was—he's a nice bloke. He was a terrific bloke. Oh wow! And we just sat and we just sat down at the Maroubra Bay pub and had a beer and had a chat. And yeah, I completely had him wrong. He's a great bloke, and I'm glad I met him and and found that out before he passed away because it was devastating when we lost him. And mm. he's one of the greats of the game and, and a real gentleman. Hundred um, percent. Honestly, I've, I've heard nothing but good things about Peter Jackson as well. I unfortunately didn't get a chance to meet him, um, but yeah, no. definitely uh, one of the nicest blokes that I've well, I've been told. One of he was one of the nicest blokes in the NRL and in general. Um, he was, and you know, and he played in that Canberra team, played State of Origin, played it for Australia, so an absolute champion footballer as well. Mm, for yep. sure. 
For sure, I was sorry. I was just having a sip of my drink. Um, That's all right. Now, um, obviously, current players don't really have, uh, you know, a day job because their day job now is rugby league. And so I like to ask them, you know, what job would they have done if they weren't in the NRL? But back in the 80s and the 90s, you you guys did have, you know, a day job and whatnot. What was your day job when you were playing for the Rabbitohs and in first grade? Oh, my first job when I left school was at the Commonwealth Bank as a teller. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then when I started, when I made the squad for South, a nine-to-five job didn't really suit, so I had to chuck that in. And I ended up working at Flemington Markets for a while, driving a forklift. Loading the fruit, loading the fruit pallets on the trucks, and yeah, I just went through a, a series of different jobs and truck driver, and and um, just made it sort of fit in with the footy. Yeah, yeah, like uh, so. Pretty yeah. much, you worked your outside life around. You worked everything around football, sort of thing. Yeah, that's right. Okay. And then when I went to the Bulldogs in '91, it started to become more professional. So yeah. there was two, two sessions a day. We were training in the mornings doing weights and then coming back and doing ball work in the afternoon. So it was really hard to sort of find any employment that would work around that. Mm-hmm. So I was just on the era of when it became professional like it is today. Ah, uh, okay. I, I get what and you then, mean. And then, yeah. and then when I finished playing footy, I um, started a small business with my missus and I became an arborist, a tree surgeon. Oh, so I, had a, I was a tree, lop, tree lopper and then had a truck, so I was doing a bit of rubbish removal. Mm-hmm. And then in 2006, I applied for a job at Port Botany at the Wharves, and I've been doing that ever since. Oh, wow. And also, let's not mention your side hustle as of 2019, the Rabbitohs Radio Podcast. How's that going for you and your co-host, Darren Brown? And um, if you don't mind me asking, could you let everyone know about it all and what you guys are about at Rabbitohs Radio? Oh, with pleasure. I'd like to tell you about that. And Well, starting as back at the Wharves... I've got a whole lot of good mates there. There's a lot of footy players there too, like Les Davidson, David Gillespie, Corey Hughes. Yep. Uh, we've got yep. Keith, Keith Galloway. Oh, wow. <laughs> a lot of old South players like Daryl Neville some, from my old team. And so anyway, we talk a lot of footy there. And one of the guys there, his name is Grant Chapel. He's mm-hmm. a Maroubra guy and he's got a bit to do with uh, North Maroubra surf riders. He does a bit of announcing there. Yep. So he said to me that we should start a podcast because South didn't have one. Yeah, no, they, and we all, I mean, they didn't, but they do now, so continue. They do. They have. It's called Rabbitohs Radio Podcast. That's so, us. So, yep. And we just thought in the future, most teams will have one. And obviously, you've got the podcast now, and it's becoming more popular to, uh, podcasting. So yep. we, we started it off, and obviously, I work with Darren Brown at the Wharves as well. And so the three of us, are all, we're all mates already. And yeah, we just started off, our first podcast was done on a my mobile phone in Brownie's dining room, oh, just wow. talking into the mobile phone. Yep. So we had no idea, and it's been pretty enjoyable, actually, just our progress to learning how to produce sound and how to edit it, and you know, we've got some sponsors, and we started talking to guests. We started interviewing people, which is one of the things I love about our show is talking to people like we're doing now and finding honestly, out their the, story. That's and, what I love doing yeah. for the podcast, honestly. Sorry, continue. Yeah, that's all right. And yeah, like... Uh, We've learned some lessons along the way, some big lessons. Of, you know, when we talk to people, you, it's hard to do that sometimes. You think it'd be easy, but it's quite oh, often not. And, well, you know, it really know. is. It really is hard to, to you know, because, yeah, I'm not going to get into it, but I can 100% relate to that. <laughs> you can relate to it. And, and we learned along the way that, you know, just listen to what people say. And then if they 
go off on a tangent then just go off and talk to them about that so yeah it's really good and just just some of the we've spoken to like bob mccarthy ron coot terry fay we've had adam reynolds on oh, yeah, wow. bailey sirenan on bailey sirenan on this week so we've had a lot yep. of players and former players and just the, the thought of someone sitting there at home or in their car listening to us tell someone's story is really satisfying and we've got some some fans that Given us good feedback that they love the show and they well, listen I to love it every it. week. And I, I, well, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I don't listen to it every week, but I listen to it as much as I can. And I've and I've listened to the Bailey Sirenan episode that came out the other day, and honestly, it's amazing. So, for sure, keep oh, up with good work. Sorry, continue. Uh, it's good to hear that, and we do talk about NRL news in the show, so it's not all South Central, but most of it is. And and like when we do the interviews, a lot of those are interesting because it's what are you related? Yeah. So if you're not a South supporter, you can still listen to the, you know, us talking to Bob McCarthy or, you know, Reno or you know, Liam Knight was good too. When oh, that would have been a good chat. And, yeah, and also Blake Solly. We had CEO Blake Solly on, and he oh, was wow. really good. He's a South, he's a South supporter who's come along and taken over South as the CEO. So that's like a fairy tale story for him, and he's a tremendous bloke. Yeah, well, he's I mean, taken over from. So yeah. so no no go, go ahead mate. Oh, he's taken over from Shane Richardson. Yeah. So and also we've spoken to. JD, Jason Demetrio, and his oh. story was fabulous. Like, I didn't know it myself, and I'm glad that we told the story on the show and to the, our listeners because he's going to be taking over from Wayne Bennett after 2021. And mm-hmm. he had this unbelievable, unbelievable career in the Super League, and he was this try scoring legend over there. And that's not very, doesn't happen very often because usually if you go to the Super League and you're a star from a star Aussie, you play first grade here or you're well known here. But no, he went over there and made his name. Yeah. And it never really, and he never really came back and played here because he spent most of his career over there. So, but yeah, he's a good bloke, good story, and he's going to be a good coach because all the players really like him and respect him, just yep. like they do Wayne Bennett. So yeah. we're thinking that the when Wayne does actually hand over to JD, it's going to be a seamless transition because everyone's gotten to know him and yeah, they yep. accept, and they yeah they accept him. No, honestly, that's awesome. Yeah, we've got Charlie Gallico, which as you know is Reggie Rabbit, coming onto the podcast in a few weeks' time. Yeah, he'll be good. Yeah, we want to get him on too because his story's really good. What love what he's done for South and yeah, I mean, a lot of that's been yeah. Sorry, no, go ahead. That's right. What he what he's done for South, a lot of that's been off his own back, and and he have to ask him the story about when he's he's lost his wife, which is devastating for him. But he he still went and did the game, and the team formed a guard of honour and, and clapped him onto the field, oh, honoured wow. him instead of him leading them out. So that's a really touching moment. But yeah, I've been to. <laughs> I went to the grand final with Charlie. It wasn't South one. It was about ten years. I forget which one. I, was. I think it was one of the Melbourne one or something. But yeah, I sat yep. in the stands and watched the grand final with him. He's a good bloke. Well, I, I definitely hope so because we'll be actually going to. Uh, um, it's actually one of my mates who's a devout um, Rabbitohs fan. He's a member of the Burrows. Name's Damo Batty. So big, big shout out to you, Damo. Um, he's actually writing. Uh, Red, uh, Reggie, for lack of a term, Charlie, um, his autobiography um, for him and with him. So he asked me, look, yo, I'd love you to get um, Charlie on. So if you like, we can do it from his Rabbitohs cave that he's got in his garage, you know, um, demo. And, you know, we can all have a sit down and have a chinwag, make a day of it, watch a Rabbitohs game as well. And I'm like, let's go for it, you know. Unreal. That's good. That sounds good. Yeah. Demo, we've... I know who he is, and I think we'd need to get him on too on the podcast. On oh, our podcast honestly, hundred percent. Yeah. I'll definitely. I'll, I mean, if you don't already know him or or, know, or you know have contact with him, I'm happy to help you out with that. Yeah. Now we've got his 
contact. We've got a long list of people we want to get on the show because <laughs> we don't we don't just want to get the the players or the former players. We like or celebrities. We like to get some fans on, and we had Jeremy Muir on. Mm-hmm. Last uh, last week, and he was good. He's a South fan, and he's got this amazing collection of jerseys that he's posting on Facebook. And oh wow! We asked we asked him how many jerseys you got, and we thought he was going to say like twenty or thirty. He said one hundred and twenty, oh. one hundred and twenty jerseys in his house. So there must be wall to wall red and green at the Damn. newer household. So I mean, he was good. So yeah, and Damo Batty, and there's a couple of others, Jerry Lissing, and a, uh, that we mm-hmm. want to get on to, to tell their story. Yeah, honestly, it's awesome. Um, yeah, like yourself, like I'm trying to start up a fan cave series where I get um, not just uh, demo, but one because obviously the podcast that I do isn't specifically Rabbitohs; it's in general. Um, so yep. I want to get you know one or two fans per teams, um, like super fan that have like the biggest cave collection, for lack of a better term. Like one bloke legally changed his middle name to Eagle, and he's a Manly fan. You know, um, he has oh. he has the biggest Manly cave, in my opinion, from what I've seen. In general, so I'll be going down to his in Aladala when it opens because he's having um, Renault's done to make it even bigger, sort of thing. Um, you know, I've got a Cowboys one coming up, a Sharks fan. Just it's it's great to have the community involved and not just you know the the big the big players or the former players sort of thing. Exactly, and we've had a few fans send us some of their collections, and they're awesome, and they're really proud of that, and. People love seeing it. People mm. love looking at all these items that they've amassed, and yeah, and uh, yeah, happy for people to tell those stories about that. Oh, hundred um, percent. And speaking of your time, a, a bit more some uh, word vomit. Speaking a bit more of your time when you were playing, who was the prankster of the club while you were there? Ah, uh, well, a bloke called David Crookshank. Mm-hmm. He's a, a funny guy. He's a, we both played in that ill-fated '87. Semi-final, and he he was a he was always a, a funny guy, and you know I was always the getting in trouble off Mario and Tugger <laughs> and Michael Andrews because yep. I, I was a young guy and they were all older guys, so you know they seemed to enjoy giving me a hard time. But it was all in fun, and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah Crookie was he was a popular guy too. He was a very he was a good-looking guy, and whenever we went away, the all someone talked to David. David this and David that. So, yeah, he's, he's a good man, Crookie. Nah, that's fair enough. And also, speaking of when you went on away games, who would you not want to room with while you were like up there, maybe because they were so loud or boisterous sort of thing? Uh, well, um, oh, I suppose um, that's a good question, really. Yeah. Um, Maybe Blockhead Lions. He's a he's a nah. He's one of my best mates. I would have actually. I couldn't tell you anyone because okay, we've got such a good camaraderie with your teammates. I yeah. would love to room with any any of them. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put anyone in. Uh, say I wouldn't want to room with them because you know you're just spending time with your mates and yeah. we're all closest. And sometimes you see you see them more than your family when you're training. And <laughs> yeah, you playing. would. And uh, there was no one that I can just say, oh, he's had terrible habits or I didn't like him. So. No nah, pass on that one. No, nah, that's totally fair. Honestly, I, I respect that. Um, when you were playing, who was the toughest opponent, like toughest team that you went up against physically, and who was the toughest team you went up against mentally? Okay. Uh, well, just coming to mind, we've got a couple. Yeah, go Ma- for Mal it. Meninga was, Mal-, Mal Meninga was tough. And I remember as a young bloke of... I met him at Redfern Oval, and I'd already started playing for South, and I seen him, and I said, oh, man, good to meet you. I can't wait to play against you. 
<laughs> from that was the stupidest thing I could have said. So from then on, every time I played against Mal, he went out of his way to hammer me. <laughs> but he Oof. he probably did that to everyone anyway. I might have been overstating that. He probably yeah. he was that good that he would he was that big. It was like trying to tackle a runaway train. But uh, yeah, it was yeah, pretty was much that, if Jason Tamalolo was a centre. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, he's one of the greats. And also Sam Bacco. Okay. He was, he was a man mountain, and I always remember trying to tackle him, and I tackled him, and then I was just flat out on my back seeing stars <laughs> from the big man. So he was a big unit and, and a real character too, big Sam. But, yeah, so I suppose toughest guys, you know, maybe the Raiders, and well, I probably had a thing for the Raiders after that, so that was never really good. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, toughest man I played alongside, if you're going to ask me that, I always yeah, say that. I was about to ask that. Ian, yeah. Ian Roberts. Well, there oh, you go. What I'll a unit. Before you... <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a real weapon. And we had him on the podcast a couple of months ago. He's a real gentleman. And we both lived at Botany, so we carpooled to training. And oh, wow. He, yep. played for mas- he, yeah, he played for mascot. And he was just uh, a specimen. He could run like the wind, tackle as hard as anyone, smashing blokes. He would smash blokes when he was running the ball. He would hurt you when he was running the ball. Yeah, that's how good he. That's how good he was. And oh. if he was out, if he was out, which he you know, had a few injuries, we we would quite often struggle. When he played, we'd usually win. So he was a big part of the team, and I was just glad that I got to play alongside Big Iron. Yeah, honestly, that's that's amazing. Um, and speaking of, you know, you obviously seeing stars when you would tackle some players. That brings to a new topic of the current NRL, their current rules, you know, such as the HIA and all that, and their new rule changes such as the six again. What are your thoughts on the NRL going back to the one referee, the six again rule for the ruck infringements and all that sort of new stuff that's come in over the last year and a bit? Yeah, well, we've spoken about the CTE rule. That's the the, um, the, the HIA thing that's come in and... I think it's good because back in the day, you didn't come off if you got knocked out. You'd play on, and if you, even if you didn't remember or know where you were, it was like a badge of honour to, to play on, which was not good. And the alarming thing is that players these days, older days, are suffering from dementia, and as a result of maybe a direct result of that, not managing that better. Mm-hmm. And it obviously came in from the NFL when that um, Dr. Uh, uh, Bennett, I think it was the Nigerian, yeah. was in that mo- yep. in the movie um, Concussion, and yeah, yeah, you know, they they've found out that con- continually hitting the brain damages the brain over time, and it's not good. So yeah, I'm, I'm completely on board with that. And when it first came in, the same as in the NFL, they were sort of saying, oh, you know, that's a bit, we're going a bit soft, blah blah blah. But no, that's it doing it for a reason. That, exactly, for yeah. People's on- ongoing health. Uh, the other rules, um, the the six again, I think that's good. It's mm-hmm. quickened up the footy, and that can only be a good thing. Hopefully, it helps our old Damien Cook, Australian hooker, darting out from dummy half and putting on his well, yeah. brilliant runs. And well, that and they've yeah. also just said that um, they've announced that as of this week coming, they'll be doing six again for markers, not square. Yeah, yeah, so, so that's going to be that'll even, be even better, better for Damien Cook. Yeah, yeah, you'd think so, and yeah, the one ref, I think it's okay. At first, I thought maybe. It might not be. It might be a step back because I know the refs were saying that the two referees are brought in as a part of the CTE, the the head injury thing. Mm-hmm. That there was another eyes, another set of eyes on the ruck, and it was keeping players safe. But look, it's been a runaway success for the first few weeks. So they think the first round it was we had all this 
drop in penalties and ball was in play for a lot longer. So I think it's going to be good. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, I actually met I actually met the badge Gavin Badger oh. uh, when we went to Mudgee for the Charity Shield, and he's a fair, fabulous guy as well. He's another South Junior, mm-hmm. although you know he's there. So and we've we're going to try and get him on the show, but when but they had all this drama or he couldn't really do it because they were in the commission and all that. But yep. Well, I mean, yeah, I've, got, like I've got Ashley him. Klein on board, so I'm sure you could manage to get Gavin Badger around now, I'd say. Yep. Well, he was there too. I think he refereed the charity shield, Ashley Klein, and they're all at the pub. Oh, wow. And we, and we, and we all went back and sat down and had a chat. So, um, yeah, that, he's, he seems like a nice guy too. But, yeah, the, the Badger would be good to get on because I'd like to see what his opinion of it is. But yep. I think... You know, as long as all the refs have kept their jobs and the game is flowing better, then I don't see a big problem with it. Oh, neither do I. Um, now, no. talking about a bit of your later life stuff, such as, you know, Rabbitohs Radio, last year you went and played in a game for the NRL Legends. Uh, one of our podcast crew members, Steve, played for the Parkwood Sharks when you were, I think it was up on the Gold Coast, the competition. What was it like playing alongside all of the NRL, like some of the NRL Legends from back in the day again? Yeah, well, it was good. It was fun. It wasn't the one that they've had another one since. I mm-hmm. think it was the year before. It was, la- it was last year, like you said, and it was actually good. Playing for the Botany Rams again with my old mates. It wasn't great for me though. I think I had a little uh, hammy tear in the first game, oh, and then no good. So I thought I was gone, but I kept hobbling around. Then I tore my calf on the other leg. So it was oh. embarrassing. I'm trying. I'm trying. I get in the clear, and I was like a stumbling old man. Well, I, I am actually, <laughs> I suppose. So that's that, that's the reality, but. Um, yeah, it was enjoyable, and we had a outside was quite good. We had Noel Goldthorpe, who wow. the Botany Ram, and Steve Fennick. Yep. So, and we had and we had uh, Daryl Neville, who also we had a few first graders. So we were sort of the the team with the, the most of the the talent. We we only lost one game, but it's a lot of fun, and it's quite amazing that comp getting mm. up there. It's a it's a good. It's, I think over two thousand guys get up there, and it's it's generally played in good spirit. Like yeah. You don't if you don't want to get in there and smash blokes, you just sort of grab them and go easy on in the tackles. But some of the contacts unavoidable. You yeah, still footy, yeah. and you go away. Yeah, and a lot of most of us come away battered and bruised. But yeah, but, it's a good but you also have beers at the end of the day because you're all mates. That's it, exactly right. And there's a couple of good turnouts they have, and and um, but yeah, it's uh, it was a it was a, it's a good thing. Like there's so many thousands of guys up there because from what I believe is teams go up there and they see how good it is and seems to have been going back for 10 and 15 years and I know the Botany Rams have done that as well they played again this year and I couldn't get there for work commitments but yeah I'd like to have a run in that again because it's a lot of fun yeah no that's awesome um, and speaking of beer what is your current beer of choice um, well, at the moment I'm drinking stone and wood it's a, I'm a bit of, I like a craft beer mm-hmm. um, I'll, I'll, it's, for years and years I've just drank VB on tap if that's all that's oh. there but if I go into any establishment now and there's a nice craft beer, a pale ale, a fruity pale ale or something on tap, I'll have a go at that. And Stone and Wood's a nice, cloudy, fruity pale ale. Okay. They're pretty expensive when you buy the cartons. You'd oh, they would be. <laughs> they're like 78 bucks a carton if it's not on special. Oh, far but, out. Um, yeah, so you just try and look for it when they're on special on that. But, yeah, bit of bit of a, uh, a craft beer connoisseur. No, that's fair. Um if you could have one superpower, what would it be and why? Uh, maybe flying. I think flying would be good. That would be, be all right. Cool. If you, yeah, or maybe um, it's not really a superpower, but having the, the ability to print your own cash. Yeah, honestly, that would be and, and, good. 
and without it being yeah. illegal. <laughs> without it being illegal, mate, a completely legal superpower. And so flying and have the cash, then you could just give yourself oh. a shitload of money and then fly to Bali on your own. Oh, honestly, first of all, that is a great idea. And secondly, especially <laughs> with COVID going on, you definitely should be able to fly by yourself. <laughs> Yeah, oh. well, that's it. You could t- you're social, definitely social distancing in the air, aren't you? So. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, oh, what was I going to say? Yeah, no. Um, yesterday, I think no, no, it was Jeremy Al- Jeremy Lattimore. Um, when I interviewed him the other day, he he goes to me. His superpower was being able to see a day ahead into the future. Not too many, like not too far, but that way it'll help him when he has a punt. Yeah, that <laughs> that would be good. Yeah, looking for. You know, the, if you, ever, you won the card at Ramwick or something, you'd coin up, wouldn't you? Oh, you honestly, you would. And that got me thinking. If you could see the, the entire future, whether that's of your life or in general, or if you could just see one day into the future, which would you prefer? Um, well, maybe just one day. If you could see the day you're going to die, then you could plan around it. Yeah, right? Yeah, that's true. I hope it's not too soon anyway. Oh, fingers so crossed. I hope it's yeah, when no, I'm no. About, no, no, touch yeah, wood. <laughs> I, hope it's, I hope it's when I'm about 90 and then you can make some plans, I suppose, you know, write some write some nice thank you notes or whatever. Yeah, so yeah. that'd be nice. No, that's fair. <coughs> yeah, because, yeah, when, when you told me about the, you know, the the one day in the future, I was like, that's a, that's a good question I should ask, you know, like if, if they could see into the into the future, you know, or if it was just one day into the future, which would they prefer? So figured I'd jot that down. Um, yeah, well, I suppose another one I could just come to mind when you said it. I've got two daughters, and it'd be good to see into the future if I'm going to get a, a grandchild at some stage. Yeah. I'd be pumped for that. Yeah, like a grandson or a granddaughter, I'd be happy either way. But yeah, that'd be another thing that highlight of the of my life that I'd I'd like to see. No, that's fair enough. Um, I don't really have many more topics to talk about. That's pretty much it that I've typed That's up. Right. So I mean, I'm down to. We're keep... going to talk about. You want to talk about? Well, we talk about the, the current side if you like. What, I was what actually, I yeah, think. I was, I was actually about to go. Yeah, let's keep talking because I'm, I'm enjoying it. So let's go with A. Um, this week, and they've got the Bulldogs. Who do you think A is going to win? Hopefully, the Rabbitohs. And what do you think of the current lineup and the current squad list in general? Okay, so. We've lost some of the greats of the game. Sam Burgess, John Sutton, mm-hmm. George, George Burgess. So we are going through a little bit of a restructure, but the the team's coming together quite nicely. We've got some great young forwards coming through. I mentioned Bailey Sheeran before, and Liam Knight's coming on, and Jaden Sewer, he's come along in leaps and bounds. We've got Cameron Murray, Damian Cook. So we've got some decent forwards in our back line. Well, a pretty awesome back line once they if they can put it together. Well, yeah, you've got Gay Guy, uh, Roberts, yeah, you know, you've got Campbell Graham, Latrell Mitchell, Cody Walker at 5'8. Yep, Adam Reynolds's kicking game is on point. 2014 so, finalist Alex Johnston, yes, exactly. So we've got the side there. We the last couple of weeks we were going well, we had a couple of wins, and then we hit a bit of a roadblock against Penrith last week. We dropped too much ball, couldn't complete our sets. Mm-hmm. And Penrith were putting up a lot of balls. Um, you know, Cleary was peppering us with these high balls and we put a few down. So, look, that was a, a day to forget. But but a bit of a highlight forward, from last week was Bailey got Bailey Seren and got his first NRL try. 
Yes, that was good. Now, when we get people on the podcast, we always one of our standard questions is, tell us about your debut and tell us about your first try. Yep. And when we ask when we ask Bailey that question, he said, "Oh well, I'm glad I've scored. I've got one to tell you." And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it, and I said, "Yeah, well, that is." And it was a good one. It was fresh in all our minds. Renault went across and turned him back inside for a nice ball, and he ran mm-hmm. a good line. He did. So he looked good. He looked good when he came on. He looked keen, and he was um, he was everywhere, running the ball and tackling. So he was one of the shining lights on a bit of a bad day. So mm-hmm. yeah, looking to the Canterbury game, they've only won one game. They're in all sorts. Um, so we're hoping that we can play ourselves into a back into a bit of form against them if we do what I said. You know, hold the ball, complete sets. That's all we really need to do. Yeah. And the side will take care of itself because we've got the talent. To play a lot of footy you know with Jimmy the Jet starts getting a bit more ball and yeah because he's back in the starting he's back in the starting lineup now not just you know um off the bench that's right and Campbell Graham is he's maturing all the time he's a fabulous player so we can get the simple things right we should beat the dogs if we play like we did against Penrith who knows but I think that this week Bennett will be back in their ears telling them to get the simple things right and I think we can come out with a win on Sunday against the Dogs and then we've got a short turnaround into Friday night against Balmain against uh, not Balmain, you know, West, the West Tigers, West Tigers yeah. and that'll be a tough that'll be a tough matchup too in a, in a five day turnaround because they, they played a right last week as well uh, yeah the Tigers are starting to pick up a bit of form again so fingers crossed mm. it, it goes the way of the Rabbitohs this weekend I mean I've tipped the Rabbitohs because like you said the Bulldogs aren't necessarily in the best of form, having only won one game all season, regardless of the COVID restart. Um, the Rabbitohs have been in and out of form, but they've definitely been in a lot more form than the Bulldogs this season. So, yeah, yep. honestly, anyone who's listening, I'm not meaning to offend you, but you'd be stupid not to tip the Rabbitohs for that game. Yeah. Well, the Dogs have got the... Oh, the name escapes me, the... Or they bought out from from England. Luke Thompson. I think it's Luke Thompson. Luke Thompson. Yeah. Yeah. So he's been named on an extended bench, and he could be a guy that they'll be they'll be frothing to get him in the side. Oh, and I don't know if they're going to do it this week. I, I, yeah, I, doubt, so I doubt it this week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but you know, it'd be tempting if he's fit and he's ready to go to get him out there. And yeah, if he if he if he does play against us, then they'll just have to handle him. Yeah, well, who do you reckon would be tasked with the job? Because Luke plays lock. Do you reckon um, Wayne Bennett would, as in not this week, obviously, because Luke is isn't listed as on the starting lineup. But do you reckon Cameron Murray would be up for the job against Luke Thompson? Well, I think Cameron Murray's up against up for the job against anyone. So <laughs> yeah, he's cool. uh, he, he's a he's a great defender and he's everywhere. He's he's got a big future, Cameron Murray. I think he's a, maybe a future captain of the Blues and maybe the Kangaroos. Yeah, he's I can see that. He's just, yep, he's just he's got all the ability in the world. He's played the ball speed, as you know, is phenomenal. It really is. He's got a, he's got, he, he's, you know, he'll tackle anything that moves. He's got good ball skills. He can run too. He can score a try. So, sort of the complete package for us. He's our superstar. We love him. My co-host Darren Brown, he loves him mm-hmm. like a brother because <laughs> he's a, you know, he's a former mascot junior and. Yep. But yeah, there's a lot to love about Cameron Murray, and uh, you know, we're not ashamed to say that. One thing I'm really, really glad about for the team um, is I personally love Ethan Lowe and his playing style. He's such an underrated player, in my opinion. Seeing him get a starting 
like a starting lineup number. Like the last two, I think, or three weeks, he's been like not coming off the bench. It's it's only been a matter of time. I'm a big advocate for Ethan Lowe as a player. What are your thoughts on Ethan Lowe as a player? Yeah, he's been good for us. He brings a lot of experience. Um, yeah, so that's what we need. He's a good. He can run the ball and he's a good defender. So yeah, he's he's been really good for us. And it's just that uh, we just need to keep winning consistently, and um, we just haven't been doing that this year. So yeah, yeah, he's he's a good player. Agreed. Um, so that about wraps up our episode interview chat with Steve Maven, of a former Rabbitohs legend and current co-host of the Rabbitohs Radio podcast. Thank you for joining us and give us a plug for your Rabbitohs Radio go, mate. Well, thanks, mate. You're a bit kind saying legend. Uh, I don't <laughs> really qualify for that. I'm, I'm just happy that I played first grade for the Bunnies and yeah, we make our podcast, Rabbitohs Radio Podcast. It's a weekly podcast during the year. We've had some great guests on. We love doing the show. We talk about the results and we talk about some NRL news and we have a laugh along the way. So if you haven't had a listen, jump onto our website, rabbitohsradio.com.au. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and YouTube or you can download us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast apps. Well, I'll be wherever putting, you get your podcast. Yeah, I'll be putting apps. all of the li- all of the links to the things that he's just mentioned in the description of this episode. So if you guys, you know, don't want to have to type it all out, the links will just be conveniently placed in the description for you. Oh, thank you for that. And we'll give your podcast a mention on our show next week as well.